This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the award-winning to Hollenbeck podcast sponsored by Kingfisher and Old Zoological. I'm your host Nathaniel Witto and if you hear any loud noises in the background, World War Three hasn't started just yet. It is bonfire night when we're recording this. Uh, tonight I'm joined by Ant and Aidy. So guys, how are you doing? I'm all right, though. How are you? Good. Was that a good intro? Was it better than the last time? It was. It was. I've took the overlay off for you because that was still on. But yeah, it was good. It was, yeah. It was Audio wise, um, it'll be fine. Yeah, I was just so confident. Make sure I get the intro out of the way and then, you know, someone else can <laughs> hit the button. So, uh, yeah, and AD, good evening to you as well. Evening to you, Nathaniel. Evening, Anne. Hope you're both well. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, bit of a shame about the result uh, yesterday. Um, and you were there, uh, 3-1 at West Brom, a, a defeat. Were you there? I wasn't. I watched it on online. <gasps> oh, oh, uh, legally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on, it was on Tigers. Play or whatever mm. it's called. Oh, is it? I thought that uh, you could only do that outside the UK. We on holiday. That's why you put a VPN in a different country, Nathaniel. Ah, right. Oh, I see. I've I've Nord VPN and this stuff. It's beyond me. <laughs> so, um, just give us the general thoughts because I mean, as this episode is titled, it's the West Brom uh, curse. We usually have a very bad record there, so we just couldn't do enough to break the curse. No, I mean, the, the, the most annoying thing about this game for me was that West Brom fans probably walked away from that game feeling like they didn't really even need to do anything in that game and, and somehow won 3-1. Um, victim of our own demise, um, which is something we say quite often, uh, especially conceding goals this season. I mean, the first goal is, I mean, you say people will complain about the system and the style of play. Look, like, like Rosinia said, Seri will do that in training so, so often and we do that move 
so often during every single game and it, it's only when you make a mistake you realise and, and start pointing out but the amount of times that that style of play brings you a goal or a chance it's worth doing it so it's one of those things in it it's, it's not the system it was literally just a mistake from Seri if, if, if the, the system worked he just did a bad pass that's that's literally the end of it he'll load his hands up and, and admit that was an error but you know it started off badly obviously with that goal um, we, we, we sort of kept control of the game got back in it good goal from, from Louis Coyle a bit of a firecracker and um, then obviously the second half we come out fully in control and it's a, a typical case of we just had possession didn't really do much with it in the in the final third and then West Brom counted us twice and the game's gone beyond us so uh, injuries again hitting us a bit as well and um, obviously it was um, I mean even I was really confused with the substitutions but obviously after the game it was confirmed by Rosinia that a couple of players even in the match day squad ended up being injured on the bench so it's um it's it's, it's similar issues to last season sort of creeping up on us again and, and hopefully a, a time to reset against others field on the weekend yeah I think one of the major positives was uh, that lovely goal. Um, not a great celebration. Maybe could have done some sort of Catherine wheel. <laughs> I'll let you off that one. Yeah, because it's bonfire night. Yeah, AD um, thoughts on the disappointing defeat to West Brom because it's. I mean, it's not hugely disappointing. They are a good team. They're above us, but uh, the performance wasn't too great. I think at times we had a really good performance, to be quite honest with you. I think at times we dominated the game and mm -hmm. our possession stats was a lot better than their possession stats at half-time. Uh, our massive problem all season has been in the final third. We aren't doing enough in the final third. And obviously, as you said, Ant, you listened to Rossini afterwards and you realised that you know he's got some problems with the injuries and stuff like that again, which... I think hampered us a little bit because the creative flair wasn't really there, was it? You know, Ozan too fan since he's come back from this injury and really cut it. Uh, you hope that starting the game is going to do a little bit more, but he didn't really do enough for me to sort of say that, you know, he's back to how... Ozan Tufan has been, you know, previously to that injury because I think before the injury, he started the season so, so well mm. and looked like a really big uh, threat for us, to be quite honest with you. But since he's come back, he's not looked that big a threat. So it's one of them where, you know, he's lacking He's lacking in the th final third. He's not got enough people to, uh, to sort of... Uh, you know, make that impact that you need in the final third. Uh, I think that's our big problem. I was impressed. I mean, I, I, we'll talk about the the Louis Coyle goal. It's a great, great goal by Louis Coyle. But the person that impresses me the most in that move is probably Liam Delap because Liam Delap holds the ball up so well. Mm. He's really getting knocked about there. He got knocked about all game, to be quite honest with you. I think the ref was a little bit lenient to him, to be quite honest with you. He got knocked about all game and he gets knocked about there, but he still holds the ball. He lays the ball off. Then a good ball goes through and uh, then Twan puts a good crossing for Louis Coyle. So, you know, I think Liam Delap has been uh, a really good signing for us. I just don't think we're quite getting the best out of him because of, we're asking him to do an awful lot of work. He's coming back, he's defending, he's doing all these things. And I think when you look at it, from that point of view, it's, are we asking him to come back too much and then not getting enough out of him in the final third? Because that's where our problems are this season. Yeah, I know the defence hasn't been as good as last season, but I don't think necessarily our defence is the problem because I think when we're on top in that game, if we then get another goal, 
then that then gets, as you said, Annie, their, their fans are wondering how they've come away with such an easy win out of that game because they really didn't deserve that much of an easy win. I think if we get another goal when we're on top, then their fans start to get a bit quiet or maybe get on the back a little bit and then we maybe go on and win the game. But that, that's our big problem is not taking chances when we're on top in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said there. Two fan, I mean, did he have 20 or 30 minutes against Southampton and then missed the last two games, but then about 60 minutes against West Brom. So hopefully the next match, jumping ahead, will be a bit better. But it was a shame to miss out on him, and especially we'll talk about unfit players. Connolly was another one. His toe was swelling up, um, apparently, and that's that sort of injury that kept him out of last season. So, yeah, is it? Uh, it's not quite an injury crisis like last season, but Slater, I mean, Aliar's unfit, Cynic's unfit, um, the Kilo, Philogene for a week. So, uh, you know, two fans not fit. So is it just that at the moment it doesn't help that we don't really have as many options as we hoped we would? I think in, in the offensive sense, it's mm. it's like Heidi said, the, 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 the problem is not being able to change the game. Um, we desperately miss mm. pillaging this game and his creativity oh, yeah. and, his, and, and the way that he could put defences under the wire a bit like Dean Garner was doing to Greaves and McLaughlin down that side. Um and, and like we say, I think the, the issue isn't the number of injuries. I think it's the, the players that are injured. We, we, mm. we, we seem to always get um, a, a good result or a good run going. And then a key player to the system, i.e. early on in the season, two fan, on the back of four goals, gets injured. Then you've got Philogene, who's on a good run, gets injured. Mm. Regan Slayer gets his first two goals of the season, gets yeah. injured. So always the players that are sort of carrying us through the games or winning the games the key players to the system that then get injured and it disrupts the momentum. And I, I, you can imagine Rosini is really, really mad about it. Um, addressing the comment about the injured players on bench, I think Connolly's was sustained on the day, as far as I'm aware. Mm. I think he, he came up to him, didn't he? He'd been named on the bench fit and then realised that his toe, as the game progressed, was injured and um, Cynic was meant to be on the bench, but was deemed injured before the game or said he was injured before the game and, mm. and, and wasn't even in the matchday squad. So I just think we're a bit thin now, aren't we, up top? Uh, hopefully, Philogene's back for Huddersfield. Um, Rosinia was um, quite. Uh, keeping cards close to his chest, kind of um, comments on the, on on the radio with the person interview. They were asking for, you know, return dates for Slater and Philogene and players like that, and he was like, you know, we we just need to scan them first. I don't want to speculate without fully knowing. Um, but I think no, he said, yeah, I think he said a couple of uh, on the interview before the game that Slater would be back after the international break, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that so he'll, he'll be he's been dread massively missed. I mean, his energy and his like we know what Slater brings and. Like we say, when, when he plays even on the left wing and he protects the fullback, and which I mean, the fullback position again is just it's 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 one of those questions that's going to come up every day until January, isn't it? That that is clearly still our weakest point, and it was the side that they got their goals from. So it's it's something where when you look at it, we we just you know we signed Vanagra um, to come in, and he's obviously not doing the bits. We've got Fairlong, who's just always on the bench, and we'd seen nothing of him. I mean, what, that's the most frustrating thing for me, and I'm going to ask you about it, Nathaniel, because, like, for, why, why have we brought in someone like Fairlong in a position mm. where it was so desperately needing a new player, and we've got a new player, and he's just not playing him? I mean, we're in November now, so he's surely been around the squad long enough to, mm. to or trained enough to, to be part of it, so why is he not playing him? You obviously don't fancy him. Um, yeah, I mean, so... I, I think initially, as you said, same with Harry Vaughan and Furlong's very young as well, and he's only just had the one loan spell at Motherwell. I think initially, for maybe the first 
and and he had a bit of oh no he didn't have preseason because it was deadline day wasn't it but even so he's been here probably about 11 weeks now so you would imagine the first few weeks like Vaughan learn the system and that sort of thing but especially because Fanagre has not been great uh, I mean Greaves is decent enough there but I mean he, he's only been named on the bench once or twice hasn't he so yeah I think he'll be in the team surely at some point I still think there's a player in Fanagre but you know, like it's not injuries that's really been his issue the last few years. It's just like not getting to the team. And I think the player you saw at Wolves isn't really there anymore. Because um, that See, was a I, long I time ago now. Three at the back. I, mm. I, I honestly think, that, but the only problem with it is, is that obviously Philogene, Lakeela, players like that, um, despite the fact that they would they do track back, to be fair, um, I just don't think you're going to get the best out of them in a wing back position. But whilst they're out, why not try a wing back? role because that's that's Vinagra's natural he is a wing back yeah. what it's meant to be and Louis Coyle's showing that he can do that now. like that was the question mark over Louis Coyle was can he get up and down the pitch and he's doing that fine so mm. yeah I, I would try three at the back but I mean I'd, I at the moment I'd, I'd I'd be tempted to try Aliar in left back I don't <laughs> do you know do you remember when Aliar was playing some of his best football for us it was when he was playing left yeah. wing back that's a long right? time ago now though to be yeah, fair beginning of last season when he played left wing back under Schotter it was fantastic and I mean He's very rash with his tackles, don't get me wrong, but he always tracks back, he's happy to do that. I would try Aliar yeah. in left-back, just till January, why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame about him. Uh, Benzie said the same on Tiger Popper a couple of weeks ago when he was on, and he said, uh, you know, he'd be tempted for uh, for Aliar at, at left-back, and I said, don't be don't be silly, Benzie. I said, <laughs> you know, uh, every time he puts a tackle in, you're sort of cringing and thinking... Is it going to be a tackle where we get a free kick? Is he going to get a yellow card? It does, but the problem is, is that you can't afford to then take the free kicks because we we don't tend to be as good this season at defending free kicks as we were last season. We're screwing so, them. Yeah, and and that's and that's been a problem as well. So you know, I think. I, I mean, it won't get him. It won't get him my on my subs bench. To be quite honest with him, unless I didn't have a sub, I think that you know when he first came in, he looked really, really good. But he's been hampered by injuries. Uh, it, it, we, we probably don't play the right way for him. And I think that you know, to be honest, he's one of them where if a bid came in for him, I'd be letting him go straight away. Yeah, and then you could sign another left back for that. I think. Yeah, Harry, I agree. Dan's put it up. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, I, I said it. I said it. Uh, sorry, I'll mention my program again. Tiger Pop. I said it on Good Tiger plug. Pop uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, why we didn't keep Elder is is totally beyond me because I think Elder is could have done as, as good a job as Vinagre, uh definitely. You know, because I've seen nothing from him to. Uh, to, you know, to say that he's he's any better than Elder, and I think you know when Liam looks back, he maybe will realise that he's made a bit of a mistake there. Whether Elder was saying I want to be guaranteed, else I'm not staying, I don't know. But that's the only reason that I could say that you'd get rid of him because he won't have been on massive wages. He came up from League One with us, uh, you know. To have him there, I think it was a it was a mistake to let him go. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I've always. It's probably a similar case to what we had with Ebuwe, where Rosini's probably known and already been in contact with Vinagra at that point and um, been like, you know, I'm interested in bringing you in here. With that hype that came with Vinagra, because we know how good he can be, 
And Rosini has been like, you know, Eldon, unfortunately, you're not going to be playing. So take yourself to League One, get yourself playing week in, week out. But it's it's been another case of this player that Rosini has brought in that thinks, you know, he can be um, effective in the system and, 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 and really improve the team. He's just not doing it. And I don't know if it's because, I mean, the thing is, he's not played a lot of football in like two years. I think he's only played less than 40 games um, before probably, he came oh, to Way us. less than that. Probably, yeah, he'd, he'd had you know a lot a lot of injuries. So, yeah. but then but then you ask the question: Why are you bringing that person in to be the first choice left back? You know what I mean? There's there's yeah. a, it's it's one of those positions where you know he, he's obviously thought Vinagre will be the first choice, Fairlong will be the backup if needs be. But um, and now he's found himself where he, he might have to put Fairlong there. Um, but he's, he's, well, Fairlong for me can't be doing it in training, can he? You know that's the thing because you know you know yourself if if a player's doing it in training, then Rossini tends to give him a go even if he's not hundred percent sure. But to me, that can be the only reason that Fairlong hasn't had a game yet because you know when it when Vinagre's playing. In the way that he is in the kit, I don't think he's played massively badly for us. I just don't think he's sat in the. Uh, I don't think he's sat in the squad right for us in the position that we want him in. I don't think he's doing what we want him to do. So I don't think he's by any stretch of the imagination bad. But with that said, you know if he's not doing what Liam wants him to do, then surely you bring your second choice in. But he's played Louis Coyle there. He's played Jacob Greaves there. You know. It's it's absolutely crazy. It really is a crazy situation that we're in with left back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think that three at the back. I mean, we're almost sort of doing that because Greaves is kind of the. We do the when we're in back. position. Jones, Macker, and Greaves sort of drop deeper and make a back three, and Coyle pushes almost to be a right midfielder, allowing whoever's playing out on the right to tuck in the Troyer, who was against West Brom, but. It just—I just feel like it unbalances the squad. You, you need natural players in the natural positions. That's that's sort of football one hundred and one in it. And like against West Brom, we had a centre back and left back and two number tens on the wing. So we're <laughs> we're in another position where we're just kind of shoehorning players in and, and and trying to get through games. But like you say, it's 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 sort of disrupting. I mean, especially defensively this season. I mean, I mentioned it last season. We were so watertight. And it's the same. It's the same back four essentially. Um, and, and this season we're just we're giving away it's silly goals. Like, the difference is Macker, isn't it? Really, you know. I know. I know. We let we let goals in on Saturday, but you know, he come back for he come back for two games. We kept two clean sheets. Mm. You know, there's there's the difference for me. You know, I think Macker calms it down a little bit, uh, and I think he's quite calm on the ball. He's got a good spray on him. He can spray that pass really well. If we need to spray it out quite far instead of playing it short, he, he usually finds a player. And I think that's been the difference. I mean, Jacob Greaves, don't get me wrong, he's not done anything massively wrong this season. But I think his age, he just he just isn't as calm, I don't think, as what Macker is. Because you can see it. If somebody gets past him, he flaps a little bit and then maybe grab hold of them and stuff like that, where you don't really see that as much with Macker. He seems to be... You know, he's been done a couple of times, but he seems to be more or less in the right position at the right time. Yeah. Whereas sometimes Jacob Greaves isn't. I think, you know, are we just trying to get Jacob Greaves into the team? I don't know. You know, it's it's a strange situation. You know, you've had you've had, you, you've come in last November. He's done a year, hasn't he? Just done a year. Uh, when he came in, the first thing that he did was put Macker in defence. The defence was better straight away. Yeah, I think he's got to be in the team, and I think Greaves has got to be in the team, and I think. Even if he doesn't want to play there, I think the best thing for the performances is to have all three of them on the pitch, I think, because, you know, they've all been so important. 
Um, yeah, Appleton, Zachary Stephen here saying that we need a striker in January. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be mentioning this a few more times. We do, I mean, he's injured at the moment in Mets, but uh, we do have another striker we can recall yeah. in January. Maybe that's unlikely, but he's not really, you know, he's not really lit up uh, in, uh, that's another Bonfanite pun for you, at um, in France. So I think Oscar could potentially. Have a coming all night, these, uh, Nathaniel. Uh, We're and well, and back, you said you were going to try a few. To be quite honest. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really think of any other puns, so maybe not anymore. This you know, half time, Rosinia probably gave him a rocket up the backside. Ah, oh, <laughs> very good, very good. Bonfire uh, night, but there was no fireworks on the pitch yesterday. There's mm, a few we could have done. We've missed mm. them. I, I, I've got a good one, but we're, we're going to have to <laughs> move the conversation on for that. Uh, I think it's twine time for the moment, though. Uh, so two of the last three times I've said that, well, uh, two of the last three games, yes, I've said Twine is going to score his first goal tonight uh, and then um, he's got an assist. So I think he is getting into a few better positions, two assists, uh, quite a nice cross for Coyle. So, um, and you've probably given your opinion on him recently. AD, what are your thoughts on Scott Twine so far? Because it's a long time without, you know, scoring a free kick goal, especially that we expected. Yeah, I mean, anybody that listens to me will know that I'm not the biggest Scott Twine fan. Uh, I think that we've tried to get him into the team. Rossini obviously rates him highly. He's wanted him in the team no matter what position, whether it's his best position or his best position, he's tried to have him in the team. The free kick situation, you know, he's supposed to be brilliant at him, but, you know, he's not. He's not really tested a keeper yet, from what I'm aware of. From he's a had like uh, one on target, I yeah. think, all season. And I think it was really, really tame, the one that he got on target. If I remember it was at Bristol. Point. They put it over the bar, but the, yeah, the other yeah. times it's hit the ball or miles over. And, he, and, he, and his corners haven't been the best, you know. I, I would I would personally... I mean, at the moment, we're having a little bit of an injury crisis, so, you know, he probably would get in the team at the moment. But I think, personally... I think we've got better players in the building, to be quite mm. honest with you. I think if Slater comes back, then, uh, you know, then he, he's got to, to me, he's got to be ahead of him. But I don't know if Rissinia likes Twan. I, I, I'm not, you know, mm. I'm not a big fan there. I can see that Appleton, Zachary Stevens put that he works his socks off. He maybe does work a bit, but I just, I don't think he's aggressive enough, to be quite honest with you. When he's defending, I don't think his defensive play is aggressive enough. Mm. I think that, you know, he doesn't put a tackle in at times when he should do. He does a lot of running and he's obviously got a lot of fitness. And, he, you know, there is obviously something there because he's done it in the past, but he, he ain't doing it for us. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you think he runs a bit hot and cold? He's inconsistent. It was the, the best of twines and the worst of twines. <laughs> it's just, it's just not. It's, you know, like Charles Dickens. Yeah. He's just not the player I don't think that we expected to get yet, is he? I don't know. He might get there. It's just, you know, how long is it going to take? Um, for me, it's he's better in number 10 than he is out wide. I think the problem is, is he's exposed when he's out wide. So the pro our problem is that he'll play off the left and the left back's our problem area. So the winger has to protect the left back. So whoever's playing as the winger has to track back and help. Philogene does that really well. Regan Slater did that really well. That's why they played him there with Vinagre. Twine doesn't do that. So when Twine plays out the left, there's an issue on the left-hand side. And it's it's one of those where you have him in the middle or you don't play him. I, I just, for me, you, you play 
players in their positions or you don't play him. Like Traore, why was shoehorning him out wide when he played really well in the middle? You know, mm. just to bring Tyler Morton back in, who's, who's played really well, but Traore played really well last game. So, you know, maybe yeah. bring Morton off, off the bench. It's just that I feel like we're making changes for changes' sake. And like like Eddie said, he just wants Twine on the pitch. He don't care where he plays. And if that's a sort of detriment to the system, then, then we shouldn't be doing it. I mean, if I Twine was playing better, it would be justifiable, like Greaves. If he was, you know, if he was scoring, if yeah. he was scoring the set pieces and creating chances from the set pieces, like we were supposed to be getting from him, you'd kind of forgive that side of his game. But we're not even getting that. We're not getting the set pieces from him. So you know, his assist rates picked up. Obviously, he assisted the goal at West Brom, and mm. if he continues to do that, then then that's his staking for reclaiming in the first eleven. But at, at the minute, you know, I'd start Lukilo ahead of him. I'd start Philogene ahead of him. Um, unless he's playing in the number 10, where, you know, you've got two fan Torari, you've got a lot of competition in that area. You've, you've, whoever plays there has got to start picking up. Because like like we, like we said about two fan earlier, he's come back from this injury and he seems like he's about a million miles off being match fit. So we've, we've just seemed to be struggling a bit because the injuries and, and it's, it's a bit of a worry, especially with some games that we should be winning coming up. So yeah. hopefully it's lost itself out. Yeah, I mean, out of the two that basically can play out wide, but prefer to have in the middle, Troyer and Twine, Troyer has been a bit better. But neither of them have been fantastic, but Troyer has got the goals. Uh, I know he had that miss at Leeds, but I think he's a bit more reliable, a bit more experienced. And out of the two, you'd, I'd rather have him in than Twine at the moment. But because of the injuries, there aren't really anyone else. I thought, uh, I thought to be honest, Traore played really well hmm. in the uh, in the game against Preston in in, hmm. in the centre of midfield. I thought he'd had a good game there, and I think that's probably his prepared preferred position. But I don't yeah. think we've played him there often enough. Uh, I like Charlotte's comment about your literary literary pun. Uh, it was wasted on me because I'm thick. Yeah, that's my mum. <laughs> that's my mum. So she's definitely going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's watching it downstairs live at the moment. So <laughs> she probably won't appreciate this much uh, discussion of her. But uh, so, yeah, West Brom, not great. However, I think the other major thing at the moment to talk about city-wise is, well, firstly, quickly mention that allegedly Connolly, uh, his contract is up for negotiation because he just signed a one-year deal. Um, pretty simple, but and I'll go to you first. Has he done enough so far to justify, you know, potentially getting another year or two. I do. He's just scored five yeah. goals, hasn't he? I think he's, at the minute, his best role is obviously being an impact sub off the bench. Um, I think when we start him, um, he, he doesn't have the physicality to play as a lone striker. He's obviously one of those who likes to run in behind and he likes to be a bit of a nuisance. I mean, I'd even be tempted to play him off the left because that's yeah. where he played last season when he played really well, um, you know, in the absence of Philogene in, in those kind of situations. But um, it's... I like him. I do. I just don't think we we can rely on him for you know, like in terms of injuries and 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 like we say as a starter, I don't think he has as much effect as when he comes on off the bench. I'd much rather have Delap through the middle than I would Connolly. I think he offers more to the system, but he's one of those players who once Delap and Philogene have worn that back four out, bring on Connolly about the seventieth minute, getting him behind, and he creates issues, doesn't he? So um, yeah, I, I definitely would keep him, um, especially on another like you know, give him a two-year deal with an option of a third for something like that, and 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 see how he gets on because he's he's a good striker, and I feel like Rosini will get the best out of him if he if he stays. He just needs to stay fit, obviously. I I agree that having him on the wing isn't a bad idea because you see his goals at Brighton. He used to score, and maybe he wasn't playing on the wing, but cutting in and scoring from the wing uh, on his right foot from the left is what he used to do. Uh, Ad, pretty simple again, Connolly. Well, I think 
yeah, I agree with you, Ant, but I think it'd have to be not for a load of money because he's injury prone, isn't he? Mm. he for me, you know, we, we've had this injury, we've had these injury prone players before, and he's obviously, you know, had some injuries, and you know, has been playing with Knox. Is that why he didn't play so well when he came on with two fan on the other game? So yeah, I do like him. I think he's he has scored some great goals for us. You know, he's pulled us out of the mire a few times when we've really needed it. So he is good to have that. I agree with you, Anne. I would definitely start the lap ahead of him. Uh, it would only be an impact sub for me. But we've got to try. If we do, if we are going to do this contract, we need to know that we're going to try and get rid of this injury proneness out of him. Because as we talked about earlier, you, you know, you, you do can cynic. Has it got to November? He's thought it's a little bit too cold and my knee's now hurting. Uh, I don't know, you know, it's he, he's been too injury prone and not done enough for, for us either. So I think you've got to be a little bit careful with it and, you know, yeah, give him a contract. But if, he, if he's asking for a load of money, then I'd be a bit cautious, to be honest. That's my view. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, with the injuries, don't want to talk about it too much because it's just depressing. Think of last season as well. But, um, I mean, the more players get injured, the more the more reliable players have to play, and then the more likely they are to get injured, and then it just rotates until there's no one left, as we had last year. So, yeah, it, it's very disappointing. Um, so, one year of Liam Rossini, I, I haven't looked up his stats, but I'm pretty sure we'd probably be about exactly where we are, 10th, 9th, over the course of the year. From 21st, when he took over, to, I think we're 9th now. Uh, and one year of Liam Senior, a positive year for the club? Absolutely. And I think anybody that can find anything negative to spin on that would be insane. Because if you remember the basket case we were under Avaladze, hmm. um, we're, we're, we're far better off and on the pitch. I think that the club's positive again. Fans off the field are enjoying it. We've got the crowds back. Um, I think when you listen to him in interviews, you know, you can tell he cares, that he really wants to do well. He believes in his ideology and his philosophy and he really wants to get it across. And like as we've seen, he's trying to build up young players. He's trying to get us to play the nicest football we've ever seen. It's still in transition. It's going to, it's going to have teething issues. Mm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, on, on the pitch, obviously, we're a bit inconsistent at the minute, but we're a young side. And like I said, it's, it's, it's players going to have to get used to this style of play. And, and, and hopefully, with another transfer window, I'd imagine, with a bit of a clear out and another couple of players that he, he, he needs in. Because as we've seen, I think one of the pluses of Rosinia has been his transfer windows. I think he's signed really well, um, you know, with the exception of Ebuway and Vinagra maybe so far. <laughs> but every other signing's been phenomenal. And, um, you know, we've, we've recruited domestically rather than overseas like we did last summer. And um, I feel like he, he's got a clear plan of where he wants to take us. And, and I, 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 I wouldn't look at any of the other managers that haven't got a club at the minute and, and prefer somebody else to be leading us at the minute. And uh, like I say, if you compare us to what we were under Avaladzi and to where we are now under Rosinia, we're, we're, it's not even the same club, is it? Chalk and cheese, isn't it? Chalk and cheese, yeah. Um, I mean, I know sometimes I've seen fans fairly disappointed that we've lost and, you know, it is always that. But I don't think it's time to get the, the forks out. You know, like Guy Fawkes. You know, yeah. This is bonfire night. AD, yeah. AD, give us your thoughts <laughs> on the first uh, 365 days under Liam Rossini as Hull City Manager or head coach. Better, definitely been better than your last joke, Nathaniel, is all right. <gasps> quite honest Kicked you. off. Uh, you're getting <laughs> booted. Never coming never coming back on the podcast again, AD. You've, you've done it. No, uh, I think that, you know, he, he's been, he, you know, he's, he's really got us better. He got us better last season. 
I, I think he's a young coach. He's learning his his trade with us a little bit. There's going to be some mistakes, and he, you know, the good thing is that he admits to his mistakes. You know, he's aware of what his mistakes are, and he, you know, he's he's trying to improve all the time. He cares about Hull. Uh, I think he's got a really good team ethic. You know, the team all seems to want to win for each other and they want to play for each other and they want to play for him. And that's a, a really good thing. He's got a bit of learning to do. And that that's, you know, that's to be expected is a bit of learning when you're a young manager. It's, it's really his proper first managerial job because, yeah, I know he did a bit at Derby, but he was under it was under pressure there straight away because they couldn't sign anybody. They had players that weren't getting paid. It was a really hard situation. So this is his real proper first job. So to say it's his real proper first job, the position that we're in to the position that he came he came to, we've obviously improved under him. Uh, the way that he wants to play is a good way. He's just not got the players to do it at the moment. I think he, the, you know, there is some players that can do it, but he hasn't got enough of those players that can do it at the moment. Mm. And and that's what you said. And you know, we need some more transfer windows. We need to move some people out. We need to get some people in. And you know, we just need to try and you know, he, he needs to try and keep developing as a young manager. I think from listening to the interview, he, he, he's he's got a lot of support off the owner. Uh, the owner really likes him, and that it sounds like it's a really good working relationship. So, mm-hmm. not only board well, really, Kai, to to have that relationship, and you know, going forward, hopefully, he can it can keep developing us. We can play the way that he wants to play, and we get the players in that can play that way. And yeah. you know, could we challenge for the top six? It's maybe a bit too much of an ask this season, mm-hmm. but you know, if we can finish top ten, then. Again, he's come on since last season, which you can't ask for any more than that from a manager, you know, in the situation that he came. See, I'm going to challenge that because I feel like why some losses or draws annoy me more than they should be considering the position in the league that we're in and how well we're doing um, is because we actually should be so much higher than we are. I mean, if you look at it, I'm not, not in terms of like entitlement or just because we're all City fans and biased, but if you look back at the games, the goals that we give away, individual errors, and the chances that we've missed up front, you think Southampton, you think Leeds, we're probably yeah. about eight to ten points worse off than we could have been if the chances had gone in. You know, if, if the decision was only about better. Five, five or six from being in like a comfortable position yeah, as well. We, we, if, 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 if we could eliminate the errors at the back and put the chances away or make better decisions up front, we, we'd probably be third. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it, I feel like we're actually below where we could be at the minute and it's that's the thing, Ant, isn't it? We're, 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 we're a work in transition at the moment. And the reason that we haven't got them points is because of the mistakes, because of the way that he wants to play, because the players are trying to play that way, but all of them can't play that way at the moment. So that's why we are where we are. And that's why I think that, you know, listen, I want us to be in the top six like any other Hull City fan does. But I just think we might be one season off it. And sometimes oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean the thing is, 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 is a bad thing because we need to we we, we we do if we went up this season would be would we be ready for the premier league next season and i think the answer is no because i think he still needs a bit more work to get it ready for that picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mug delivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, is like you say, he's still got some of the previous era players and, 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 and squad in there. And the best thing about him for me is that it's all we. If, if we lose, if we make a mistake, like with Seri, it was we made a mistake, not, not John Michael Seri as a team. That's on us, like you know. He then and, and he accepts that he wants us to play a way that that provides risk at the back. Hmm. He accepts that responsibility, and I like that. He, he, he like you know certain managers at the top level at the minute that like throwing their players under the bus. He he's quite happy to take that flak for his players, and I love that trait in a manager. And I know that when he gets the players, but this is why we shouldn't be on his back because to me, once he gets that eleven and sixteen that's his that he wanted, we could be. You know, our ceiling's so high. At the minute, he's still trying to play his way with somebody with the vast majority of somebody else's players. And and like I said, with the signings that he's made, you think of Morton, you think of um, um, trying to think Delap, Philogene, these kind of players. They're our best players this season, and they're his signings. So mm. if we give him, you know, we've got to give him the time to get these players in to to get rid of some of the other players that don't fit the system, that don't want to be here. I mean, to me, Cynic has to go in January. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I. I we the thing is, is we're a lot of city fans have put a lot of faith in Cynic, and we've not actually seen that much of him. Um, and you know, Rosini didn't fancy him last season, sent him out on loan. So to pin our hopes on on Cynic, I just think it's quite bizarre. Yes, he should probably be given the chance to see what he can do. But if he obviously don't want to play, then get him off the wage bill because he's, he's clearly on probably quite a whack, and we'll get you know a couple of mil for him. I'd imagine we paid quite a lot of money for him. Um, so like I say, I think Rosini's hands are tied with some of the players from you know, last summer's whole fiasco of signing nearly 50 players or whatever it was, you know, and he's, he's trying to get these high earners off the wage bill so we can bring in a few more of his younger, more hungry and want to learn players. And, and I just think that, you know, it's it's, it's tough for Rosie because, like we say, he's in that transitional phase and considering where we are, I think we're doing really well. Hmm. Yeah, Some interesting comments here. Paul saying that he was the brains at Derby, Rooney, just the big name. I think that's kind of proven to be true. Rooney's not had a point in his first two years. Well, I think it's four games now. Uh, Simon says Lima's a legend, but will probably finish top 10. And Appleton, Zachary Stephen, I think I've got to start calling him AZT or something. Uh, excited after going to Leicester, believe we should be a top five team. I mean, yeah, I, I'm somewhere in between uh, Anton AD. I think, yeah, we should be, you know, we should have more points than we do. But because we're a young team and because there are a few injuries, we, you know, you need to get, just like Sunderland last year, they were a young team, they didn't start amazingly, but they uh, eventually, it clicked, you know, to use a buzzword, and then they went on a really good run. I think we definitely could do the same. I mean, we, we are currently challenging for the playoffs. We're, are we two, one or two points off sixth? Yeah. Something like that. So, uh, and then, I mean, you don't want to count your chickens before they're hatched, but I think I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, Huddersfield, Swansea away, and then two home games against Rotherham and Watford. If we win some of those, which we definitely could, we could, you know, have a good first half of the season and then 
push on second half. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's been clear progress in the year. We do have some good young players. Yeah, I think Alia and Cynic, if we sell both of them, we can probably recoup what we signed Philogene for and get someone of, you know, who's half as good as Philogene on another wing. And I think we'll be fine. Uh, maybe the call Oscar for some more options, but the 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 window the there. As good as Philogene, yeah. I mean, but you think unlikely in January, but well, no, but I like your optimism. Uh, you know, someone is half as good because Philogene is so good, then we'll be fine. You know, just this need to be a solid winger. That's all we really need because none of the other options we have are either fit or uh, you know, solid because they're midfielders really. Um, I think that it's not like when we were sort of teaching on the edge of the playoffs when we had that run and Adkins uh, or McCann uh, where we didn't st- uh, strengthen in January we will certainly be strengthening uh, Nath so posh and Ant so common yeah. says Paul it's great yeah that's the dichotomy isn't it I'll take uh, that compliment yeah yeah well that's why I'm the host you know it's classism uh, yeah. so yeah uh, shall we move on to the next match and preview that uh, no. yeah Ant uh, explain your hatred of Huddersfield because we've had uh, we've just recently played Preston who I hate because they're boring mm. and why do you hate Huddersfield? Uh, we just always lose to them no matter how no matter how bad they are they could be bottom of the league on two points if we rock to town they'd win two or three nil it just, yeah. I, we always lose to them and play horrible and then every season I'll go um, no nah, I'm not going this season I'm not going to Huddersfield away because I'm sick of going there and watching us lose and then tickets will get released and I'll be there it's tradition I just, yeah, because I know the one time I don't go, but the one time we win. But it's because I know a lot of Huddersfield fans as well, and, and they know, which is the more annoying thing. So, like, they could not won for seven games, and they're like, it's all right, we've got all next. I've already had a message today saying we've got all next, we're going to win. And I just put, yeah, yeah no. But it's just it's one just of those for me. I just, I just need them to get relegated so, so they're out of my life for a bit. Yeah, at least it is, it is at home, and we... Under Rossini, it's been impossible for us. I think we've probably only won two games in a row where we've won a home game and then an away game like once, and that was just last week. But we usually have really good away form, a really good home form, but not both. And as soon as we finally get that win at home, we lose 3-1 away. So hopefully, as I said, Huddersfield, uh, Rotherham and Watford at home. Hopefully we can go on a run. But uh, it'll be tough, AD, compared to the game where we had about 68% possession and 800 chances uh do you think we will have enough to break them down this season because they're they're 21st they're not in good form well as Ant says they're, they are a little bit of a bogey side to us um it's uh, bad when we've just had west Brom. we're again a bit of a bogey side to us so yeah. you know uh I, i'd like to think that we've got enough to to beat them it's nice that we've got a win at home last game because that's got a little bit of a duck off our back now so you know does that then give us a little bit more license to 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 go you know maybe have a go at home and and maybe score some goals i think the problem is is that i we're gonna have some of these players back i think is, is the big problem for me because you know we we lacked a little bit of creativity against west brom you know huddersfield are leaking goals Really, we should be putting a couple of three past them, but we yeah. need to have that quality to be able to do it. So you're really hoping that Philogene's back at you because Philogene will tear them apart and yeah. and then we've got a bit of a chance. But not having any wingers fit has been was obviously the problem 
uh, yesterday. We need we need to, we need at least one fit winger really to to be able to do something against them. So you know, I think it all depends on what team we've got available uh to how well we can play against them and whether we can you know get a good convincing win at home because that's to me that's what we need the one nil against Preston was nice but I think we need to yeah. beat somebody and there is somebody who was going to be set for a spanking off us at some point. Yeah I think uh, we, we've said this every home game like I would someone yeah. this season is going to get a drub in from our well, lot the and only yeah, time I'd love it to be Huddersfield Absolutely. yeah great the only time we've really sort of convincingly won at home under Rossini, I know we had a 2 uh, nil win against West Brom, but we were not on top in that game. Um, and one of them was an own goal. The only time it's been was beating um, QPR 3-0. And then, of course, Will started his 3-0 prediction thing. But because he keeps doing that, it shows we haven't won convincingly at home. I think, yeah, we might just have enough to beat them. It'll be another tough game like Plymouth or Blackpool or Rotherham or uh, Coventry or Leeds or Reading, or any of the games we've had at home. I've been uh, assured, I've been assured from a Leeds fan that, that absolutely demolished Huddersfield the other week, um, that their full-backs are absolutely dreadful, which mm. means that if we've got a philogene... I could get Parson. He should obviously have a, a bit of a field there, but these are the kind of games that City tend to struggle in. And we all know that. We all know that. We're all sat here as City fans going, this is a game we should win, so we're going to lose one. It'll be 1-1. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's, you're going to ask me for a prediction next week, and, and I'm not sure what I'm going to put on that prediction. One one or one nil loss, in it. That's that, that's got to be the safe bets. But it's, I mean, for me, it, 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 we struggle against the sides that play low block. And what's interesting is West Brom did to us what we do to everybody else. So they let us have the ball, and we're quite happy to to, to invite pressure, and then just we don't want that. Out. That's what they did, and that's what we do. So. But when a team comes to us and sits deep and, and, and makes it hard for us to, you know, space-wise in their final third, because we don't have, have that intelligence up top that a lot of the other teams have, um, we, we, we tend to struggle to nitpick them. I mean, this is the kind of game that a fully fit Ozan and Philogene would have a field day. They really would. I think it's crossed but, they are. But... Yeah, two fans obviously still getting his match happiness up. Philogene might not be back yet. We, we hope he is. Um is a shame because I really think he was playing well and I like him. It's just, you know, without those players, have we got enough to to unpick them? I'd like to say that we have, but like we say, we're, we're all City and this is what we do. <laughs> there are just so many good attacking options we have at the club and you just hope one of them is going to do something earlier on in the game. I mean, if Twine, just we can be as rubbish as we want if he just scores one free kick and, you know, that's what I mean, but this is why Twine not 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 providing the set pieces that we expected him to to to, to give us. The the set piece goals are, are the difference in so yeah. many games. If you're good at set pieces, it gets you through these kind of games where you know you're really struggling to get a goal from open play. You know they, they, they've got ten men in the box, you can't get the ball anywhere near their goal. Yeah. Corner header, bang in the net. That that's the difference, and we don't or a direct free kick. We just don't have that. We haven't had it for so long. It'd be really interesting for this season, hasn't it? You know, we I think I think we had twelve corners in a match, and you don't score a goal from twelve corners. Well, to me, you've got to score one goal from twelve corners, haven't you? Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be really interested for some uh, statisticians. I might see if Tiger Base know um, just when the last time we scored a set piece was, because I honestly can't remember. Well, I've made a video of every goal we've scored so far this season. It certainly isn't that. I'm pretty sure. Uh... I don't. I, I can't tell you. We scored less than five in about three years. 
Yeah, it's not quite that bad, but because um, that would include um, when we were scoring a free kick every every game in the no, because the league but... one season was the last time we were any good at set pieces. Since, yeah. since we've come up to the championship, we've been garbage. Well, we did score one against Middlesbrough last year, but that was three or four games, so it's almost twenty games, which is ridiculous. I mean, that is ridiculous, yeah. crazy. Because I think an average team is scoring six or seven or eight a season, and that would be three for us, uh, possibly, on average, yeah. Um, To cheer ourselves up, I thought I'd include a very Hull City-centric combined lineup. So I'm just moving myself to the side here. Uh, The lineup between Huddersfield and Hull City, I've got Ryan Alls up in goal, Greaves, uh, Helik, who scored four goals from uh, centre-half for Huddersfield, so he has to he has to be in. Uh, Jones, Coyle, Seri, Traore, Morton, uh, Sorber Thomas, who I just couldn't, you know, put twine in, really. Uh, he's a winger for Huddersfield, for the Dean and Delap. So nine out of 11 Hull City players, surely no complaints in there. Yeah. I mean... No? No? Yeah. I'd have, I'd have had maybe Lakilo in above Thomas because he's not actually been great since the yeah. Coburn season. Um, I don't I don't know if uh, Lakilo is going to be fit and Thomas has got. We five don't know if Philogy is going to be and you put him in. No, but I I I feel like he might be. I feel like he might be, and um, if not, then I think I'd, yeah I'd put in Twine because he got an assist. And Helic for both Maka. I mean, yeah, mm. goals maybe, but. Yeah, Paul's saying no Huddersfield players get in our team. They probably don't, but in terms of the combined lineup, a centre back, for example, scored four goals. They have to be in. You know, it's just guaranteed. When we play Rotherham, I don't care if we've lost every game since and Rotherham have won. <laughs> That's eleven City players. Don't you worry. When we play, we, Rotherham, we tend to do quite well against Rotherham. So we do. Even Longman scored against them. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think just last thing we need to do. Uh, very difficult because you don't want to be too negative. It is we have to remember we will win one of these easy games allegedly at some point. But uh, AD well, Will says it's going to be three 0 City. That could be true. AD prediction for City Huddersfield. Uh, oh dear, I don't like these to be quite. Yeah, I don't need to ask you for it now. <laughs> it's not my favourite thing. This. Let's say one 0 Hull City. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope so. Ant, thoughts? Um, oh God, I can't bring myself to say we'll beat Huddersfield, but I really need us to. Um, yeah. Um, do you know what? No, 2-0 City. 2-0. Mm. And, and and we're going to score a set piece. Oh, twine set I piece, maybe? Talk about it. I feel like it's destined. Am I asking for too much for it to be twine? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'll score one at some point. <laughs> Might just be, you know, on target straight at the keeper and they fumble it in, but we take that. We take that. Yeah. AZT saying 3 0 City. He's agreeing with Will. Uh, I think, I think that they're going to get mauled. We're going to, we're going to click. We're going to win the next four games. It's going to be 3 0 City. I'm, I'm going to go with Will and AZT there in the comments. 3 0 City. Uh, Twine is going to score and assist. How about that? Let's let's just be positive, you know. And um, you know, it might be disappointing. Harry saying three one. I think <laughs> that people should be fairly, uh, you know, yeah, confident. Yeah, there. McLaughlin scoring because you left him out. That would be quite funny. <laughs> Look, he's not scored four goals this season, though, has he? So he can't be. In. <laughs> and then Tom said that Jones has been one of you know the best defenders we've ever had 
recently. So I felt like which is mad know. considering he's naturally actually uh, number six. He's a midfielder. Mm. Well, I guess he's sort of naturally a centre back now, but he started off as well. A, he's he's, he's made himself a centre back, but um, yeah. in his obviously his earlier career in Southampton, Gillingham, he played in that number six role, and he did for us when he first came. Obviously, we merged him out there because of injury, um, mm. but he's, he's so good at it. So good. Yeah, quite right. Uh, so, um, if anyone was watching the Chase UK, the ITV, um, although of course other quiz shows are available, um, the ITV quiz show the uh, two weeks ago, you can you can skip this. But I just thought I'd answer or ask this interesting football-related question because I thought uh, I usually get the the football questions on the Chase right, and I'm watching it. So, um, if someone, a defender, uh, scores an own goal directly from a free kick uh, without it touching anyone is it a throw-in a goal or a corner what so if the defender just decided to kick turn around kick the free kick in his own net what is yeah it? or if they tried to back pass it to the goalkeeper and they didn't get their corner goal or, or throw in i feel like goal's too obvious so it's got to be one of the others or, or is it, it too obvious throw. maybe it's obvious because it's right it's got to be corner because uh, no, because they won't, they won't have, they won't put that on as a question, surely, if it was just a goal. Mm, or would they? Sometimes on the chase, it's just the most obvious one. I don't know. I don't watch the chase, if I'm being honest. But it's always yeah. the most obvious one, or is it? Ad thoughts? I'd have gone goal. Yeah. Well, that's what I went, and I was absolutely adamant. I paused the TV and to give myself thinking time, so I definitely got it right, and I got it wrong. Paul is correct. It is a corner. It's one of those ridiculous rules. I think. I wasn't quite sure to, if I could verify this, but it's the same if you score directly from a throw-in. Uh, it's a corner to prevent match fixing. I don't know if Makes that's sense. the reason. Makes sense. But well, yeah, because yeah. if if, if, if you think yeah. about it, you could just decide to turn around and score an own goal for a better something, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can score an own goal if your team's whenever you want. And someone in your family's put ten grand on you to draw the game in the ninetieth minute, and you decide to turn around, boot it in your net, and just make it look like it was an accident. I guess, yeah, but yeah, you could just that, do that yeah. anyway. I mean, obviously not to that that obvious extent, but yeah. I, I understand why it would prevent mm. match fixing, yeah. yeah. I just thought I'd share that interesting fact with you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I was very disappointed to get that wrong. So thanks to everyone who's commented and liked AD. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, do you want to just shout out Tiger Pop again? Cheers, guys. Uh, yeah, Tiger Pop, Westall FM Saturdays from one o'clock. Uh, we'll be live in the Tigers Trust Arena this Saturday. If you want to come and join us, uh, the do do Tiger beer. Other beers are available, uh, but Tiger beer is quite a big one, and you can get drunk very easily on a few of those. So, yeah, come and join us in the Tigers Trust Arena from one o'clock on Saturday, where we'll be talking all things Hull City on West Hull FM. Mm -hmm. And then, Ant, do you want to just share our uh, new partnership news that uh, if yes. people didn't get it from Twitter? So obviously, um, we had Tigers newsroom. If anyone watched or listened um, a few episodes ago, I think it was a hundred font it. So a couple of episodes ago, we've got Tigers newsroom on. We got um, Marcus, who's obviously the whole boy vlogger, um, who's actually been told he's not allowed to vlog, or to the extent of what he was recently, which was quite confusing. Uh, and obviously, Sam, who's, who's a bit of the brains behind the Tigers newsroom on the Instagram and everything, makes some fantastic graphics. We're partnering up with them, just basically in the sense that you know they 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 do a different side of Hull City content to what we do, so it just makes sense to merge, and we can just sort of give that vast array of Hull City content to everybody just to sort of in one place. Hopefully get it on the website. They can have their own blog section and everything. So any fans of the Tigers newsroom, they can have a new home within us. Uh, and, and we're quite happy for 
some of uh, Sam's fantastic graphics. Uh, we'll we'll utilize that absolutely. Uh, hopefully, with some nice uh, sort of you know tweets that that it's happy for people to engage with. You know, stats and and, and questions, comparisons, things like that. So, yeah, just keeping out for them. Obviously, we're at the FCAs with them in a couple of weeks as well. Um, so hopefully, they sit us at the same table and we can both come home winners. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well. I've been your host, Nathaniel. This has been the award-winning Tuchelenbeck podcast, and we'll see you next week. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.